You're listening to EVH Gear TV, brought to you by Design 39 Media. Visit design39media.com for all your website, photography, and video production needs. Microphones for EVH Gear TV are provided by Rode Microphones, and official Van Halen merchandise is provided by vanhalenstore.com. Now, here's your host from Ontario, Canada, EVH Gear artist Eric Broadbent. Hey everyone, it is the weekend. Happy Friday to you all. It's so exciting. We have a great show lined up tonight, and I brought myself a date. I Yes, that's true. I have myself a date. And here she is, Mrs. Smith. How are you? Hello, Friday night, Edward Van Halen super fans. <laughs> Let's get it started. It might not be 1944, but we can still party like it is. I love it. So you know about this Eddie fellow, do you? I see you got some stripes, but you know about this Eddie character? Well, of course I do. I call him Edward because um, we're not on that basis yet. Gotcha. Yeah. Um, yes. Uh, uh, first of all, Eric, hello. How are you? I'm how doing good. Friday. It's, you know ready? what? You, you're it, ready. It's great. It's great. I've got I've got an attractive lady here for the show tonight that can kick my ass on guitar. Wait, I'm gonna do the Hold on. That's very sweet of you to say, um, Eric. I feel like I'm a mess. I just came from a Museum of Modern Art Board of Trustees meeting. I'm on the verge of being ousted, and I'm not going to get into why, but it's it's all to say rock and roll and music is always such a release for me. But they you might know, look I, at it differently, don't they? Oh, oh, I, I don't even get me started on the women's club. The women's <laughs> club are tittering about me, and they're jealous. Yes. They're probably watching right now. I know. Um, but I'm trying to, to really separate and, and just say, you know, yes, I'm living this life. Yes, I'm living this untraditional uh, guitar lady lifestyle, and it is different from them. And I don't. It doesn't matter what they think. That's true. That's true. And you, you're you're one of these people who kind of separate that, and you you walk your own path. You don't listen. I know it's a little difficult sometimes. You have to listen to them. You're in these PTA meetings and all these different boards and all these different things like that. And it's a little. Uh, well, I often take the minutes. Yeah, you know, and, and it's like I'm listening, and they're they're kind of talking about me, but it's very subtle. Yes, it's sort, of, sort of underhanded. And they're like, okay, we're talking about the canopy for the gala, but this is really about me. Yes, this is really about me. So to come home, to come to my studio in an undisclosed location, I thank you for keeping the location private. Of course, yeah. Um, to come here to be able to kind of open up the sounds. And to give voice to grief and rage is an absolute, it's an absolute honor. And of course, to talk about this, my new passion of Edward Van Halen. This, we tend to talk about that a lot on the show. And I know we're, I, you're new to the, the subject, subject matter for that, for that matter. But we'll bring you up to speed a little bit on it. We'll try to give you a little bit of any knowledge here. And the fans over in our live chat will uh, probably communicate with you as well and talk about our idol here as well on the show, at least as far as this show goes. As Eddie Van Halen has talked about a lot. But we'll get into some more as well. Educated. And how long and have also, you been doing this? I, I know, what's that? How long have you been doing this? Like you, just, like you said, it's new to you. How long have you been doing the guitar thing? Well, um, in the 90s, 
I was kidnapped and held for ransom by a Norwegian death metal band. Goodness. Suffered the Stockholm syndrome. And if that seems like a lot of Scandinavia for one anecdote, welcome to my life. And but no, I'm I'm serious. I was leading an utterly conventional lifestyle. I was really just sort of a walking Chanel suit. I was one of the women's club gals, and I didn't know what life could be. I didn't know what life couldn't be. I was in a trance, and I was married, and there was money, and there was all there were you know there were cars and, and vacations and all that. But I was miserable. And these death meddlers, they were really after my husband's money because he was prominent. They snatched me up, stuffed me in a closet for three months, and the only thing in the closet—well, it was the flower guitar—was oh. in the closet. Um, that everyone um, <laughs> say that I own the two coolest guitars in the world. Should I get the flower guitar? You got to get the flower guitar. That's great. Oh, okay. Hold on. <laughs> Let me plug it in. Hold All on. right, let's do it. It's a pretty guitar. <laughs> I love it. Got a thing on the side. Oh, I see that. Yeah. Now, Eric, this is Ivan's guitar with flowers. And I didn't even know the name of it. It was in this closet. It had been discarded. Don't they call it jam or something like that? It's a jam. Jam. That's it. It sounds really good. So I was stuck in this closet, nothing to do, and I, I'm groping around in the darkness in a Chanel suit. <laughs> and I remembered my music lesson. Perfect. And so I, ultimately, to survive, I joined the band, took over the band, and then there was all the infighting, and then there was an incredible tour, and we were, we were a big deal amongst some people who were part of a subpopulation that followed a subgenre of Norwegian death metal, and although that was only about twenty people at the time. It was like being a celebrity, and then of course the police caught on. There was a standoff in the house. A hail of bullets fire. The boys all died. I went back to New York, and people find this hard to believe. But I kind of just forgot I could do it. I just forgot I could do it. And then there was a trigger. Okay. So it lay dormant. The talent lay dormant, and then a trigger. The women's club was the trigger. <laughs> <laughs> so. I'm not going to get into it, but I found myself in the East Village of Manhattan playing a guitar with a little battery-operated amp to some rock and roll song, and then there's a person with a camera, and he, and he took a, a live video, and then Guitar World shared it, and a million people saw it. A fashion designer saw me, put me in a Gucci commercial. And then there was, you know, shred for your life battle, which I won in the Lower East Side, the crowns over there, and and all these invitations. And then Mrs. Smith started band. Mrs. Smith review our gear, and then um, Mrs. Smith Mrs. Barbara amplification would like to speak with you. And so it's been all unfolding about over the last year or year and a half. 
Well, that's you, the story. You know what I'm thinking about? I, I, you telling me this story here this <laughs> evening it just made me think of something. You could actually be an international woman of mystery and be like the James Bond, and you could the guitar could be your cover. Okay, so yeah. I'm thinking about this. Maybe, maybe we should talk about this. Uh, I know there's, you know, uh, we have to be careful what we talk about about spies and whatnot on the air. But I'm thinking maybe right. go with the angle of uh, international woman of mystery. Hey. Right, and so I'm solving crime. Yeah, I mean, I did have a detective agency at one point. It was it, it ultimately fell afoul of the police and they shut us down. But I did have a detective agency at one point, and it was great fun. Yes, to just solve little kind of you know crimes of inconvenience, really mostly yeah. for the wealthy. But still, I think that you could be onto something. That I could be a rock star touring, and then the FBI comes to me and says, um. You're in a unique position to help us. And I go, well, why? I'm a, I'm a rock star. And they go, because of your platform or whatever, what you're saying. Exactly. That it could be hiding a spy in plain sight. Yep, that's right. <laughs> a spy in plain sight. Now, when you're, ta- when you're talking about these crimes of some of the wealthy, it could be something like kidnapping or, you know, pet napping. Now, speaking of which... Um, your Carlisle has been missing for quite some time. Maybe you can share a little bit of backstory on Carlisle, and I know I might be opening up a sad wound here, but... Okay. Um, everyone says, uh, you know, someone rude said to me, get used to it. He's gone for good. A dark implication behind that. Uh, wrong. My pet psychic has located Carlisle several times. Last time she said he's in a, a, a HVAC unit or vent in some artist colony in Brooklyn. So he's out and about. He's torturing me. He's having the time of his life. He's, he is there. And people, if you have any sightings, if you have any information at all about Carlisle, please, 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 there is an email address, carlisle.alert at gmail.com. Please send that out to people. Certainly. I will put that link in down below as well, too, after the show tonight, too. Anything we can do to help. And he, he he's just toying with me. And that's sort of the worst thing of all. If he was being held against his will in a spy situation, that would be one thing. But it's the fact that he's just going, he's not into it right now, lady. I mean, we had a very hectic lifestyle. Of course. So, you know, I understand. He needs a little break. But, um, you know, come home, little Carlisle. Because we, we need to see the Mrs. Smith-Carlisle duet. Am I right? Oh, for sure. Of course. He could be prancing across a xylophone or something like that. That would be phenomenal. <laughs> and by the way, I have to. I shared a couple of your videos today. And one, you know, speaking of some strange sounds which could be confused as cat sounds or anything of the the miku pedal is is am i saying that right the miku pedal yes. yes oh my goodness they said you could never make music with it i think you're the only person that i saw one comment was on that video and i commented below it as well and it's like hands down the best demo on the planet there's probably only a handful I, no, I, of them i i do think i, I think there's a, a number of quite superlative comments there i, I think there's more than one oh yeah it does have the views now, on Facebook, it has more views. It has views, it, uh, about 140,000 views on Facebook. Wow. It was more popular there, and I'm, I'm growing my YouTube presence. I find YouTube a bit of a puzzle. But, but um, yes, the, uh, the Miku Petal came into my possession 
And someone said, oh, you, you could make a funny joke video out of it. <laughs> and I thought, well, I don't know, but the idea of just making a joke about something, somebody worked very hard on the channel. And it's yep. also based on the voice of a, a very serious artist, Hatsumiku, right. who is taken quite seriously by her fans. And so, you know, as, as we talk about these conversations of cultural appropriation and what have you, you have to be aware of the things that you're playing with. It's not to say don't cross-pollinate. Do. But be aware. And so sensitively, I, I entered the music kettle. And when I turned it on, instantaneously there were these melodies. Now, I would have it for you to play. That's okay. However, the puzzle with the Miku pedal is there is an incredible delay in the note that you play. Sometimes it's right on track because mm -hmm. it's it's turning the sounds of, of these microphones. It's not it's not a um, MIDI. It's not MIDI. So it's taking a guitar sound and turning it into spoken and sung words. So there's sometimes a delay. So what my I have a task rabbit kid who also is like a, a pro sound engineer. He puts up shelves and then engineers my music. <laughs> but we recorded the melody into the computer and then he had to kind of line it up with the rhythm. Gotcha. And then under it we built all of the of the harmony with we painted with sound. Yeah. With bars of sound. Of, I, I said, I want a cello. And he would draw the sound. And then I say, no, that's too happy. Make it confused. And then, oh, add this note. No, now I had that note. Change that note. And then there's a whole. And you, the fact that you don't have to know about how to write music, but make music in the computer. What a gift. Well, the way the way that you approached it, I, the only other demos I really watched on it was uh, Anderton's video, and it was quite entertaining as well. Too Rob, Cha I think it was Rob Chapman was playing it, and you know you're watching him and uh, and the captain, and they're laughing at one another. So that was cool. That was a fun video. But then we see years taking it to a whole new level in the garden. Uh, it, it was one of the funniest things I've ever seen. But at the same time, great playing, and uh, you got you got yourself fl uh, flying with fire rockets uh, from the dress and. <laughs> Well, now, some of the younger fans uh, have reported, you know, it's a little scary that fire is coming out from yeah. her dress. Yeah. But, you know, it's also it's also entertaining to them, or maybe it's inspiring. The imagery in the video was inspired by a lot of very deep symbol work that I did with my Jungian analyst. And <laughs> right now I have two Jungian analysts, but <laughs> you play in a sand pit yeah. with them, and you, and, you, and you arrange objects and toys. And I had created the Miku Petal Garden with my analyst. And then my video team created it in a video. So Perfect. this is all part of my passion, which is to say there's an idea for song, a pedal. Someone has the drummer for my band, Paul. He said, you got to get the Miku Petal. I got it. A melody, a tapestry of harmony, uh, a, um, a Jungian analysis session that goes completely off the rails, but inspires a green screen. And then you have a video, and that took about six months. Wow! For two minutes, about a two and a half minute song. There's a lot of work that goes into it. People don't realize that. They don't realize that, and, and they don't pay a dime, which is going to change. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it's, it's got to change. Patreon, here I come. No That's more. Right. No more Facebook. I can't do Facebook anymore. You know? it, it's There's tough. So many Russian bots and trolls and confused. I know. I imagine you're probably getting hit on quite a bit too. I, I do okay on Facebook. I think the meanest, I'm, I'm starting to learn to have someone deal with the comments. Sure. People can be quite cruel. Mm -hmm. You know, they see someone different 
uh, us think any woman who picks up a guitar is going to get some hatred, but then they see someone who's a little different and they have to lash out. And I just try to reassure myself, these are people who don't leave their house. That's true. That's true. <laughs> As opposed to, you know, me going to NAMM, being in a Gucci commercial, not to brag, but just to say, you know, I'm busy and I should be a little too busy to even think about this problem. That's a good way but to look we, at it. Thanks. Yeah, it's very good. That can tie you down and it can suck you down that rabbit hole. Say that again. I said that can t- bring you down that uh, that rabbit hole. You just don't want to go down. No. And you'll never get those voices out of your head. No, that's right. I'm I'm really proud of you. I'm really proud of you Thank for you. following your dream and uh, with no restraints. That's awesome. I try to unfold more and more and more. I'm trying to find inspiration from unexpected places, and I think that you know that brings us down to our dear Edward. You know. Um, I'm going to put down the flower guitar sure. and get this Franken gem. Mm-hmm. This guitar was, I don't want to say it was the creation of the NAMM show, but it was um, one of the, it was voted on a poll, one of the top five sensations. I don't know who told that. Um, this is um, a Franken guitar. Did I move the camera? No, you're good. The camera's good. Okay. Um, I had a dream. I was at MoMA, <laughs> recovering <laughs> from a trustees meeting. And I was walking down a hallway, and I looked at a Pollock, the splashes. Mm-hmm. I looked at a Modrion, and I meditated on symmetry, color, shape, proportion. And then I turned, and at the end of a long hallway was a striped pattern. And it was the largest painting in the entire museum. And I stood in front of it. And it was these stripes. Red, black, and white spray painted. Huge. And and it it, it spoke to me as it, it was it had arrived in my life for some reason. I didn't know. And I thought, this is like a Modrion street art. <laughs> it's so bold. It's so cool. Certainly. So I told my friend Nick Townsend. Um, of Townsend, of uh, Nicholas Guitars. Everybody look up Nicholas Guitars. Um, he's in Connecticut, um, so he is nearby. Of course, I know Connecticut well, so I felt comfortable reaching out to him. And I said, I had this dream, and I, I have a friend who's a crime scene sketch artist. Okay. Because some crime scenes are so horrible, they can't be photographed, or they'll yeah. traumatize the viewer. <laughs> so he sketches the blood splatter and stuff. And I said, I explained what this pattern was. And he sketched it, and he sent it to Nicholas. And Nicholas drew it now. And Nicholas made the guitar, and he said, "I get it, because because this was a white this was a white gem guitar." Okay. Okay, and I had bought the white gem mm-hmm. to make green screen movies because the green the flower guitar. The green frets disappear on a green screen. Of course. So I bought the white gem. It was in the Gucci commercial in the climatic scene in the Galert Baths in gorgeous Budapest. <laughs> so it was a star of a guitar. But also, Steve Vai plays a white gem a lot now. And I was like, it's a little bit like that association. It was getting a bit much and, and, and all that. So I thought, well, I'm going to recreate this guitar. So Nicholas said, I get it. I totally get it. And I, I didn't know what he meant by I get it. Mm-hmm. He said, it's just, it's, I dreamt this pattern. This is mine. And he said, um, 
He said, you know that this is a thing, right? And I said, I know. It's the thing that I dreamt. It's my thing. He said, no, no, it's someone else's thing. And then he said that name. Mr. Van Halen. And I thought, how did this, it's synchronicity. It's synchronicity that I dreamt this pattern. And he too had created it. So I brought the guitar to Nam. First of all, I want to show your viewers Nicholas's incredible work. Explain that pick card. You told me about that pick card, which a lot of people don't he understand. Did all of these details, which I knew nothing about. He did this, right? It's got the, this is a completely illegal guitar. This is the <laughs> Ibanez. This is all this stuff is totally illegal. There's a Steve Vai handle. Now, the pick guard, because the, the gem guitar has three microphones, okay? Mm -hmm. But Edward did not. So he made a custom pickguard to cover up the middle microphone. And then this is painted. It's he'd, not the chunk. You'd never know it. And then this is the funnest part of all. Don't uh, tell Buckethead. Bill <laughs> switch. <laughs> so that's, and then these are custom pickups by Lust for Tone. Are there questions about it? There may be. Let's actually, let's jump over there and have a look. Yes, questions? It sounds good. Let's go find out. We're going to jump over there right now. There's a bunch of people offering in the chat. I'll buzz, I'll buzz through them. We've got uh, Nightbeat here, so let's get the party started. Quentin James is here. Carlos Santon, my uh, fellow Canadian buddy, is here. Uh, doesn't know Mrs. Smith, but she seems very interesting, and you're going to know her tonight for sure. Bane Rocks, who's my better uh, better half here, my little boy, uh, is jumping in. He's a big fan. Uh, Dirty Apes is hello from Belgrade, Montana. Uh, J J uh, Jay's Tacos Guitars. Craig Rendles is here. Good evening from Russia. Craig's coming up, and I got introduced to you to this fellow sometime. He's a great shredder. You're going to like him. He can really play. Oh, fantastic. Nightbeat is here saying, uh, here Night it comes. Beat. Hi, Nightbeat. That's Bar Alan. Okay, cool. Hi, Jace. Hi, hi, Jeff S. Hi, Jeff Darling. <laughs> Jeff's Tacos and Guitars. All right. Tacos and Guitars go good. Do you like tacos? Um, To eat in private. I okay. To eat in private. And probably to watch, got to watch the figure and everything as well, too. So you got to go uh, in moderation. You have to, but you might, you know, it's that whole thing of you don't want to lose too much weight at a certain age. You start to look gone. True, true. Yeah, um, it's, it's a balance. So uh, this guitar was made for me. It's completely illegal. I brought it to NAMM, which I understood to be the National Association of Music Makers. And so I went to make music. And <laughs> Mezzabarba Custom Amplification. Yeah, I see that. First of all, they're terrific. And they, they, they really do. I, I know that you're associated with the... Um, the Eddie official thing. That's okay. We talk but, a lot of gear. That's okay. Uh, Pierangelo Mezzabarba is absolutely impassioned over Edward Van Halen and the brown sound. And this this amp, I think it really gets it. What I've got on this right now, I have um, an even tie. Mm -hmm. And they have a setting that's 1984. Oh, that's good. That little... Um, Detune? That little dimension, yes. I think that's it. Okay. And then I have a phaser on it, and I have some delay, or uh, some reverb. So we made this guitar, and I brought it to Nam, where I was performing. 
And then people said to me, well, this is actually a place where companies announce their products. <laughs> and, you know, this is a little strange that you're taking this um, expo by storm with a guitar that's completely not for sale. That's right. Know, that it's just part of your private collection is, is, gra- is grabbing all of this attention. And, um, you know, of course, people are wondering, is it for sale? Is Ibanez now selling this, this wild mashup guitar? Yeah. But this, what I love about this guitar is in the tradition of Edward, of Frankenstein. Sure, sure. And we've talked a lot about that. That is very true. And you talked about not only Frankensteining, you know, taking things together and we're going to we're going to go a little off topic a little bit, but, you know, throwing things together in a mix. And you had mentioned to me in a phone call we had talking about uh, Mr. Van Halen, about being a kind of a mad scientist. Explain to our viewers what you mean by that, by being a mad scientist when it comes to tinkering and innovation. Well, first of all, I might get everything wrong. And I think more there needs to be more getting things wrong. Of course, I agree. Um, I think things have become very studied and it's become very much about a standard that one should achieve versus an explosion mm-hmm. of passion. Jimi Hendrix is the ultimate expression of the explosion of passion, of spirit, mm-hmm. just a, a rushing spirit. And I think Edward Van Halen was such a genius. Of course, he originated so many fabulous, wonderful, fun techniques with the whammy bar and the two-handed tapping. But this guitar, I think, is an interesting metaphor. It takes to say, I don't, I'm not doing what I need. So I'm going to take a piece of this and a piece of that and put it together. And to be truly adventurous and to not follow the rules. Now, what's interesting is that then that adventure setting becomes a new standard. <laughs> Agreed. And it becomes a brand, and so then, you know, everything, stripes are put on everything, you know, shorts and mugs, and listen, uh, God willing, I get there someday, because, you know, Mrs. Smith <laughs> mugs. Yep, t-shirts, cereal. Mrs. Smith cereal. It's no, it's no shade to Mr. Edward Van Halen. You've got to cash in, because I don't think people realize the sacrifices musicians make, even ones that become very famous and rich at a young age. The sacrifices that musicians make. Mm-hmm. So go for it, kiddo. But get back to the true thing of the thing. Okay. So the thing of the thing is not necessarily to sound like Edward Van Halen or to necessarily even buy one of his guitars. Take the spirit of it. Certainly. And do it to what is happening now. Um, combine genres in an unexpected way. Um, combine. I think gear is really hard right now. I think there's just a lot of it. There it is. It's it's flooded the market. And it's not clear why a lot of these things exist and I um or what people think that it's going to do for them. I I keep I try to keep it very minimal. I, I Especially because I, I think maybe in the studio it's different because you can do a lot. It's so close. Yeah, and the record. sky's the limit there too. There's anything you can imagine you can do, but in the real world, actually, one, let's keep it simple. Let's go backwards a little bit. Let's talk about instead of having the the perfect world, let's talk about the real world for you on the street. Um, you know, out there, uh, you know, busting busting it out there, playing every day on the street with uh, nothing more than a little vox. Explain your live rig on the street and how people are just baffled by the sound that comes out of that thing. The sidewalk shred guitar thing um, was 
I, I don't know, even know how I came about to have this little box. <laughs> no longer for sale. So right. I can't help them. But the Miku pedal is discontinued. The box is not for sale. I can't help anybody. <laughs> My most popular videos. Well, I've got to make videos with, with these guys. And I have some pending um, arrangements that I, I'm not at liberty to talk about. Them. Of course. I, I'm not at liberty because the paperwork is still, is still being negotiated um, with attorneys. But I do have some pending relationships that I'm very excited about. Nice. We'll look forward um, to hearing from them. But um, the sidewalk guitar, I didn't know it sounded any good. I didn't know. I stepped out on the sidewalk with a battery-operated amplifier in a moment of absolute abject social alienation. I had nothing else to lose. And the, the tracks were coming through the amp. And there was a distortion sound. And I added some delay. And sometimes it wouldn't be right. The batteries would be low or something. And I played a lot. I mm -hmm. played in Provincetown, okay. which is a resort town. And then, but the biggest kapow probably was in New York City because there's so many influences there. And I don't know. People couldn't believe that all that sound, they thought it was overdubbed. Or they <laughs> thought I was pretending to play. Yeah, air guitar. That it was finger syncing. And um, I guess it comes down to that tone is in the fingers, as they say. Mm hmm. That uh, I never thought really even that I was very any good, but I was encouraged by what people said. I had the I had the occasion to, to, to meet a prominent guitar player who said some nice things about me to my face. And I thought, well, I guess this is like the thing. So I kept following it. And also it was so much fun. That's and it big... broke the isolation because look at me now. Exactly. I'm not alone. That's right. I'm talking to you. That's right. Your guitar is always going to be, you know, your husband's gone now. Carlisle is gone. I'm sorry to say it. But your guitar is always there. Guitar is always there for you. And even when other people are there for you, they need a break from you. Yeah. Maybe you're too much. Yeah. I, I, I'm talking to myself, not to you. <laughs> maybe to some of your, you're Canadian. I don't think you're ever too much. But I, I can't imagine. But maybe some of your listeners are like me. They're a little um, extra. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, I, I think there'd be some few people that'll disagree that I'm too much for some people, but that's okay. That's a story of another day. That's okay. It's all good. I appreciate the kind sentiment for sure. But I, I like the fact that uh, you're out there doing it and people are you're just enthralled with your talent. And I think that one of the next things I want to talk to you about was how it's, you seem to be super, super popular with the moms. And I kind of get it. Because, and I'm just, I'm going to ask you why you are so popular with the moms out there. And I'm just going to give my feeling from it. It feels like I see a lot of these moms watching you like, oh, I w just wish I had that outlet. I wish I could be that star. I wish I could, you know, I don't have, my husband does this and I don't get to do anything or whatever. Why do you think you're so successful with the moms or so, so drawn to them? There's something with me and the moms. And I think we need to do maybe a single, Mrs. Smith and the mom. Hey, I like that. Um, I've had an idea for a holiday show called Mrs. Smith's Grief and Rage Encounter Group for Women. Holiday Encounter Group for Women. And it's just bataka bats. <laughs> and it's just an empty room with pillows and bataka bats and chairs. And you can set up a chair and you can say, you know, that's, that's your father. And she can stand there with a bataka bat and say, you were never there. <laughs> so I, I think women are often in a position of having to care for other people, think about what other people mm -hmm. need all the time. Um, the moms, I also think moms are different from the, how they used to be. 
moms ain't what they used to be. True. Uh, moms also were rocking out probably in the parking lot when it was 1984. Yeah. They were probably loving Edward Van Halen's Panama and going with their wild boyfriends and fast cars and living it up. And now, okay, life changes. You've got to be responsible. But sometimes you want to cut loose. Of course. So I think Mrs. Smith is maybe a symbol to them. I also think they appreciate that I do try to carry a message. I'm not just an out-of-control person. I try to spread a message of um, it's all right if you're not okay. Mm-hmm. If you're not feeling okay, the worst thing you could ever do to yourself is to blame yourself for not feeling okay. You could always email me or message me and say, I'm not okay. And I would never fault you for that. Can you still see me? I got a phone call. No, I froze just for a brief second. Okay, uh, we're, okay. we're, we're paused for a second. Um, and I would never um, blame anybody or think that they should be something other than what they are. So um, I don't know. My, my drummer, Paul, his mom is a big fan. And she said to him one day, um, I think Mrs. Smith is a good influence on me. <laughs> there you go. I think you're a good influence on a lot of people. Am I still frozen? I'm yeah, frozen. maybe maybe try toggling your camera off. Don't hang up, but just toggle your camera off and toggle it back on. That should do it. Try All right. try that for a second. I don't know how to do it. Oh wait, I went to a gallery. I don't want to do that. Oh, That's God. okay. Technicalities happen. We can we can I'm work through it. Out of this. No problem. Is it back? Let's see what here. happened? Let's see here. Oh, I I'm gonna toggle it. Yeah. Isn't it amazing that I even know what I'm doing? Oh, you're doing good. You've been you've been and then you've I'm been practicing. Toggle. Is it on? And we got you. We are back live. We're great. No, it's oh no problem. Gosh. I don't want to be that big though. No, it's okay. No, you're yeah, what I have on my end is perfect. Okay. So um that's I think the momism. Okay. And I can see that. You know, the moms, you know, like it is a different world. It's a different world today. And they kind of live through you. And uh, I think maybe you're giving them some inspiration as well, too, that they can be what they want to be. You know, still still maintain the uh, uh, everything they have to do, whether they're working uh, to supplement income with their husbands or they're maybe coaching some sports and all these extracurricular activities that they do. I mean, there's so many things people do these days and still manage to run a household as a, as a partnership. But uh, they get to live through you. And I think that's really awesome. And it is a positive thing. And I can see you also being that person that you don't have to be perfect. Uh, just aim for something you want to do and uh, perfection will come perfection will never come you're never going to be perfect at anything but just be the best that you can be and just let it out people are so shut down these days and I don't know why sometimes I feel as if I'm living in a robot world yeah um, people do seem different now to me they seem um, like I don't know what I don't know what there's a, also there's a quality of people I don't want to judge people but mm-hmm. if I may sure um, there's a quality that I notice of a kind of um, oh I get that I know what that thing is mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. oh I get that reference you see this online I think more with the younger people perhaps oh yeah I totally know that a feeling of sort of mastering something before you've even really encountered it of course and that's not the creative spirit that's not what edward would have said to you he nope. said i don't know i'm gonna dive in and find out i'm going to explore <laughs> I was watching him on the Smithsonian, and what I was struck by was, obviously there's incredible talent there. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. is innate talent. And you just got it or you don't. But also, the time, the time to take a guitar apart, to, to play with the pickups. You talked about the, you know, dipping it in wax. The time to practice, to explore all of the different, to play. Mm-hmm. Play guitar doesn't necessarily mean I'm going to play something. I'm going to execute something. Play also means the play. To the use, play learn, experiment. To exp- experiment, to play with it, to explore without an idea of result. And I think that is so important. And are people making time not to sit down and say, I've got to learn this song exactly that way, but just to sit down and say, I want to come up with something. I've been playing with this idea. really of I meditated on which is a special scale that I invented okay I didn't invent it <laughs> but I am popularizing it. okay there you go like Edward didn't invent tapping but he popularized that's it. right exactly I, 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 a, a, a musicologist said that this is an ancient scale that I have rediscovered and so I'm gonna trademark it while we're getting this good it's <laughs> I have a part of my song, Cat Jam. Okay. I haven't released this song yet. I play it live quite a bit. And it has a section that goes... And then Carlisle meows. And over that, I was soloing... Kind of being the mom scene stuff. Okay. You know about him too, do you? I was thinking of Egypt, right, with cats. Yeah. But I didn't like. Just see, I, 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 and I played this song in front of audiences for a year. <laughs> I did it at Guitar Gods. I did it at Williamsburg Music Hall. And this middle section, I was thinking, I haven't cracked the code with that. And then instead of that Eastern scale, I one day played. <laughs> Happier. It is a mixolydian scale yeah. with that little extra exoticness. Yeah, it does. So, you see, that's about the play. That's all. I love that. And you mentioned the fact that Ingve Malmsteen, another name that I wouldn't expect you to know. So, obviously, that's been some roots. Let's jump into this other character that um, I know you're just discovering him now, and you don't know a lot about him, but you're, you're kind of being thrown into the mix and learning a lot about the Steve Vai character. 
And there's a lot of people on the internet, and obviously we talk about a lot about Steve Vai on the internet on here on the show. Like obviously Eddie Van Halen is first and foremost on the show. It's the show's kind of based around him, but we talk about the Joe Satrianis and all these cool cats out there. But Steve Vai's name comes up a lot. You've discovered him recently, probably studying him, and a lot of people are actually thinking because your your guitar playing is so good that you might actually be him kind of in disguise. And tell us a little bit about how you've discovered this, as you call him, the Steve Vai character, and uh, where you've gone because of that. People can be so cruel. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm in tears for so many reasons because of this topic. I'm in tears of gratitude um, for this person who invented a flower guitar. Um, I'm in tears of gratitude over having met this man, this kind man backstage at the Guitar Gods Festival. And he said the most kind words to me. He encouraged me. He said, you can really play. He said he sent my video to Joe Satriani and that Joe Satriani liked it. And the whole time I thought he was a roadie. <laughs> I did not treat him with disrespect. I love roadies. I, but I truly believe that he was just some dude. And, and I thought, well, it's just kind of sad that the roadie is sort of trying to impress me by telling me he knows Joe Satriani, yeah. he's got his email address, I sent him a video, and I'm like, oh, I was like, that's like, like that is so sweet, like, thank you, yeah, thank you. <laughs> but then I also sort of said, like, how did you get the video? How did you know about it? Because the video was really only being seen by very kind of exclusive people. Right. And so I, I was just, I, I was a little, like, kind of worried about that, like, who are you? And... And then he was called away. And then somebody said, um, he's like a big deal guy. <laughs> and he had also organized the festival. Okay. And with Inve Momstein, who who um is an angel. Of course. And so so it was so confusing. And as for this disguising, anyone who's ever met me, they know that I'm I'm barely five foot six. <laughs> and he is an absolute giant human being. Also, I have look at these little hands look at how look at how little these hands are i was gonna how say much, they look a little bit bigger than little well they're they're not they're not the the, the movie alien hands which what he has <laughs> yeah true that's true him and buckethead and the rest of them yeah and i need a hand transplant so i can really play this thing. yeah so <laughs> i cannot talk about this issue of being in disguise i find it fascinating <laughs> I think to myself, maybe I could be this guy. There you um, go. I could put on a mustache and a tuxedo, and I could say, oh, I know what I can do. I could um, enter the world of opera. There you go. And I could become a famous tenor. I could kind of use the fact that I you know, have a higher voice to gain uh, power in the world of tenors. And then they and all the tenors they'd be jealous and they say, "What well, you know? Why is he rising to such prominence so quickly? It's not fair. Why this meteoric rise? It's some sort of gimmick." <laughs> um, I could perhaps one day become somebody else. And I find this idea intriguing. And Buckethead does this, but well, I believe Buckethead is Buckethead. I believe Buckethead is real because. We believe he's real. And I also believe that behind Buckethead, there may be another person who, when Buckethead is there, the other person disappears. Okay. It's some kind of alchemical process. But it is not anything that I would ever consider. Um, 
aside from when I was in a little play as a little girl. And I can't even remember the role I played. I never liked the idea of being somebody else. I will address the uh, issues of uh, disguise for an exclusive interview that I'm granting to a publication. So I cannot go any more into it. Of course, of course. So recently, yeah. recently, I have a picture here. You sent me a picture, which is really cool. I'm going to cue it up in a second. No, you won't see it, but our fans watching will see it. You got to meet this fellow, this Mr. Steve Vai, and oh, it, must, yeah. it must have been quite the uh, the experience, like you said. Obviously, he towered over you. I'm going to load the picture up here right now, and tell us a little bit about you know winning these contests. I that... don't know Photoshop. I don't know. I don't have it. It's not Photoshop. It's not. <laughs> People, I've posted this picture a million times. That's real deal. That's real deal. I know that's real. And I love the look on Steve's face. What a grin. Well, he does seem pleased somehow. Um, I did do a review of his fantastic pedal with uh, Carbon. Mm-hmm. And they are... Um, they had some troubles. I think they closed a little bit. A part of their operation closed, but they're back and they're selling that pedal. That's great. And, and our review with me and Randy Wilcock, um, the guitar player in my band, um, who just signed with Chapman Guitars, mm-hmm. um, Randy Wilcox and I did a review, and it was great fun. And we had great fun with all of this stuff. And the review did quite well. So th- there is some communication, but I- I'm not in formal contact with this person. Mm-hmm. I don't know the man. I don't know man. But I'm curious, was, was he, for, for someone like yourself, like a distinguished lady in his presence, was he a gentleman to you? He was a gentleman. He swooped up to me. <laughs> it was a little bit, it was just such a swoop because of this absolute towering size. Yeah. Um, he moved with grace. He was a gentleman. Mm-hmm. He spoke kindly. He was complimentary. Um, uh, 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 and it, it it really inspired me to go further with it. And maybe now he's regretting that. that people think that he's up to some kind of hygiene. Yeah, I think people are starting to think that. They might. Like, what are you doing, Steve? <laughs> I don't think he needs to do that. He's nope. doing he's doing okay. Yeah, he does pretty good on his own. Yeah, he does. Um, I think he's doing okay. Um, yeah, he has Grammy Awards. He's all right. He's made it in the music business. <laughs> pretty much... The, the hardest thing you could ever do, and he's doing all right. So, but bless his heart, he's a sweet man and brilliant. Yes, I like to look at him as the David Copperfield. again, another worker, a hard worker. Yeah. Yeah, all of the patience it takes to work out some of those strange things that he plays. Mm-hmm. He finds a way. It's that Zappa stuff. It's really hard once you learn the boxes to break out of the boxes. It's very hard, and it takes great effort especially at a certain age of course to play anything different because your fingers start to move on with automaticity right and he you can tell every time he comes out with something he does a thing that i think is the only new thing i've heard on guitar in a long time Mm -hmm. there are a couple things that were kind of introduced you have Unison bends, right? Right. Bending notes. You had the tapping. You had the whammy bar. You have a sweep picking. And I'm going to turn off this. So that was all 
probably by the 80s or so, I think. And then he comes out with this song called Gravity Storm. Mm-hmm. And he plays the riff. I can't play it. And then he pre-bends a note up. And then he restores it. Okay. And when you listen to it, you think perhaps the whammy bar is being depressed. But the, depressing a whammy bar and keeping it in tune in that way, it's so precise. It's very hard. Okay. And so he's, he's playing a riff and then he's pre-bending notes a little bit before he's meant to play them and then bending them down in time. Wow. And I, I believe, if people were to listen to that song, I believe that that is, I've never heard anyone else do it. In all of my searching on YouTube, I've never heard anyone else do it. And it was totally new, and it's extremely difficult to do. It, it requires a great deal of practice. So he's not someone to rest on his role. Certainly. Well, you mentioned, obviously, uh, some of the tricks that he's picked up from the Frank Zappa time. I'm really surprised, and I'm actually I'm excited to hear you mention Frank Zappa. So you've had to discover a huge catalog of music in a very short time. What was it about the Frank Zappa that uh, excited you? Well... I, not a lot. Okay. I, I have to be totally honest. It yep. really is not a lot that excites me about it. it. There's a lot of it. I think. I think when you, I think it's very difficult when somebody makes that much, um, to kind of even know where to begin. Too much to going on. To it. There's just a lot of material. There's sure. Many albums. Some of it plays the genre in a way that I rather like. Okay. And, and, and I wish I could do. I need. I, but I need help with the computer. Yeah. And no one will help me. No one will help me with anything. I don't have a manager. I don't have a booking agent. I have no one to help me. All I have, I have Mezzabarba, darling Pierangelo Mezzabarba, and Giampaolo Mezzabarba helping me. Um, that will change, though. I have a feeling someone's going to help you on the computer soon. So I love the playing with genre. There's a song about jogging, I think, that it changes genre. And mm-hmm. It's very funny. It sounds like an advertisement at one point. Of course, uh, the, the rubber hits the road with that way of doing things with Mr. Bongo. Okay. Mr. Bongo. Again, what is this world I've entered? Uh, Flash, Buckethead, Bumblefoot, Mr. Bungo, Mrs. Smith. What's happening to my life? But I have to learn these things. And you just enter something, and then YouTube tells you something else. And before you know it, you're listening to some of the most interesting music from around ever. the world. From around and the world, I hit on from Frank Zappa, from Steve Vai. I was like, "Who is the Steve Vai guy?" I hit on Frank Zappa to Mr. Bungo. <laughs> Talk about a wackadoo world, and their singer is so talented. So I love them, and then I have a secret. Okay. My secret favorite band. I think I might know it. I'm not going to say it. Does it start with a P? No. It does. Okay, so it's not that one. All right. This is for a very special reason. Now, this is very difficult music to listen to. You can't put it on at a tea party. Okay. It really is. Uh, some of this music that we're talking about, Frank Zappa, um, even Steve Vile, we even included with Tori Amos. Yeah. Some of this music is more, or uh, Kate Bush, some of this music is more like an art object. Okay. Um, you would not necessarily sit in front of a Pollock or a Kunz in order to relax. Right. You would sit in front of that painting in order to have an encounter with a creative force. Of course. Right? The artist. Mm-hmm. 
some of this music is like that. Now, some of it, you know, some of those real classic Van Halen tunes, you put it on, you hop in your Jeep, you go to the beach, you have a blast. Yes, exactly. It's a soundtrack to fun, or maybe it's a soundtrack to love. Mm-hmm. But some of this music is so bizarre, it's so difficult, and that's what makes it fun, but you focus on it. I think, after Mr. Bungle, the kids who are rocking my world, and I was, I dropped their name to somebody who knows them recently. Okay. A certain company that will go nameless, and I dropped their name to them, hoping that they would connect me with them. Right. Pro- They're out of Canada. Protest the hero. Oh, very familiar with them. I played with them one oh. time, actually. Oh. Yes, very familiar. Fantastic. They have a song. They don't know this. But I heard the song by accident. Okay. And it's, I don't know the name of the song, but the singer, who I think is a very intelligent young man, I think he knows a lot about a lot. Mm -hmm. He sings, Our goddess gave birth to your God. (laughs) Our goddess gave birth to your God. And I heard it, and I saw myself in that closet in Norway, and I remembered interfacing with the Norwegian figure of fairy tale named Freya, who is a goddess figure. And I remembered the whole experience of fighting against my father, this Norwegian death metal band, my husband, becoming this guitar person. And it inspired my one-person show called While My Guitar Gently Shrieks. (laughs) And they don't know. And I tried to tell them in comments. I tried to say... Boys, 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 please listen. Thank you, thank you. And I, I have tickets to their show, and I think somebody would get us together. That would be awesome. That would be awesome. I'm so glad to hear that name. I haven't heard that name in a while. That's wicked. They're touring with an album. The album where they sing that word, I'm going to see them in New York City. And when he sings that lyric, I might explode. And also, they're guitar player. Now, there's the sweeping. Um, let's see if I can do it. I'm not really warmed up, but <laughs> a lot of people do it very fast like that. Yeah. He does, and I believe that this is actually harder to do. He does more of a. It's very not, smooth. There's a way of kind of of kind of of, of where the velocity of the pick is sort of driving, mm-hmm. and he's restru- holding himself back. And it, it has such a feeling of something evolving. Okay. It's not that uh, speed freak version of it. Yeah. And I believe it's harder to do. I I think you're right on that. And he looks just like some kid with a baseball hat. You see pictures of him. He's got a beard. He looks like just like a nice fellow. Just like, the, I don't know, the plumber's nephew or something. <laughs> Speaking of nephews, we have to talk about the P, the P band. Yes. Well, see, that's where I thought you were going with. Let, let's share your thoughts on that. This is a band that uh, thank you. I'm very thankful to you for, uh, for sending them my way to discover them. Let's talk about them. You go ahead and set it up. Well, this is along the lines of Frankenstein. Okay. Frankensigning your life. Frankensigning your life. Frankensigning your genre. Mm-hmm. Listen, if you want to get your EDH gear and play your Eddie riffs and relive the glory days, or you're a young kid. I was at NAM, and there was a, a young kid. He had to be 16. He couldn't have been older than 16. His mother was with him, mm-hmm. maybe even younger. 
he had a strap. All he was playing was Eddie Van Halen Lick. Nice. And I had this guitar, and I said, kiddo, have at it. Boy, he was in heaven. His mother was taking videos, and she said, oh, he's going to love this. So kids of all ages are discovering how great Eddie Van Halen is, the groove in those riffs, the spirit, the gyrations of it, the fun, the cheekiness of it, the outrageousness of David Lee Roth. The, the, I was just thinking before, and I wanted to say this, he hold the, the, the band we want to talk about in your corner up here. Yeah. We were talking about, about David Lee Roth, and I was listening to his lyrics on the way here, and I thought, he's summoning a bygone era. Because he's inspired by the blues men, by his, a lot of his, his nomenclature and his vocabulary, it's from like a honky tonk reality. Sure. It's from an earlier age. And so I would argue that is why that music ages so long. Agreed. Because he, it has a universality, whereas some of the, the, some of the, Kind of the people who were inspired by Eddie Van Halen, who kind of did their best, you know, mm-hmm. and they're the singers teased out here and is screaming. And I mean, I get it; it's fun and it's it's kind of a weird kind of misogynist camp. I don't really get it, but it has a but shelf life. It it that it's so kind of the 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 the, the cultural politics of it are so Reaganite. Mm-hmm. You know, it's kind of just it's like, ugh. You know, I mean, what we talked about the other day. Listen to Beautiful Girls by Van Halen. Mm-hmm. All right, yes, it is objectifying women. People shouldn't do that too much, but also ladies like to feel beautiful. Mm-hmm. You listen to Beautiful Girls, it sounds like fun. It doesn't sound, it's not scary. It's it's about an appreciation. Yeah. And you listen to something like Girls, Girls, Girls by Motley Crue, which came on my YouTube by accident. And I thought <laughs> my eyes almost burned out of my skull. It's like, no, no shade to them, but it's just kind of like, um, Fellas, this, this look is not cute. It's just not cute, and it just hasn't aged well. And it's like, also, where's the kind of reparations for that? Like, what, did you ever apologize for how bad? Like, you know, again, I don't want to be critical of people, but there's a very there's a big difference in feeling between those two songs. Huge. Topic. Well, the way you said to me, I really like this, and I think fans will like this. Is what you told me. You told the, told me the same conversation, uh, comparing girls, girls, girls to beautiful girls, both talking about women. But, you know, so David Lee Roth is supposedly objectifying women, you know, with the, he's always got the, you know, the, the big boob girls and, and, and scantily clad clothes. But at the same time, he's also objectifying himself and he's making just as much fun about himself as he is, you know, about the attractive women. Oh, the, the outfits that he wore were ab- absolutely outrageous. Yeah. I mean, and, <laughs> and yes, he there was also... <laughs> I mean, there's shots of him with the mic stand and he's being outrageous with it. But there's also a playfulness to it. It's not driven by a kind of overpowering testosterone that's a little bit like, okay, where's this heading? Is it going to spill into a scary place? Like, are we headed for a scary place? Is it going to be a police phone call? We're having fun. We're going to a party. He's crazy. He's fun. He's outrageous. He's not going to, he's not a danger to anybody. And, but I really think that the way he draws on that, you just know how, we all know how he talks in interviews and he'll bust out these strange poems out of nowhere. And yeah. it's, just, it's so fantastical and so much. I don't think he got the credit he deserved as a lyricist. I agree. Um, and the only real danger with David Lee Roth, the only danger is danger to himself. 
he is not going to hurt anybody. He has the swagger and has this persona, but he's only a danger to himself, and he, he's not even a danger to himself. So, I mean, he's as, as safe as you could possibly be. Now, he'll talk the talk. But he, uh, you know, the thing is, we're very grateful for that because I think, you know, we this this channel has supporters of Sammy Hagar era, the Gary Sharon era, the Dave Lee Roth era, and I and I respect all of those eras and love them all to death. Dave Lee Roth is my favorite, but I think we're very grateful for the Dave Lee Roth. And even if you don't like David Lee Roth, we got to be thankful for Van Halen fan as a Van Halen fan because a lot of that swagger, that swing, uh, it's not all because of David Lee Roth, but a lot came from him. Yes, I mean, so many of the songs are Boogie Woogie songs. Yes. So Hot for Teacher is a Boogie Woogie song. Um, uh, top Jimmy, which actually, well, my favorite song, <laughs> it's kind of a wild topic, but my favorite song is Drop Dead Leg. There you go. <laughs> because of the, da, 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 I love that, there's a churning quality. There's a, I mean, Edward often when he played, he had a big kind of goofy grin on his face. He's having the time of his life. Of course. He's somebody who plays with joy. I would love, I'd love to turn your uh, viewers onto something called the Alexander Technique. Okay. Which they teach in drama schools and music schools. And in the Alexander Technique, it's about ha being relaxed but engaged. And also, uh, so they teach it to the musicians so that they can execute uh, parts without tension. Okay. So a violinist. They would the, the Alexander Technique instructor would would tell you maybe quiet quiet your shoulder you're, okay. you're tensing and clenching yeah you don't need that oh now you find you can do it with relaxation guitarists could learn a lot from it but the other thing that they teach you because I I have taken some of the courses that are learning Anna is something called the whispered ah okay and what you do is you just go you bring a happy thought into your mind maybe it's um. A, a niece or a nephew that makes you laugh just the sight of them. Maybe sure. it's a, a puppy or a kitty that you adore or a funny cartoon. You call the image into your mind and then you go, and I'm doing it. I'm doing it right now. <laughs> and then you do it too. You call okay. the image into your mind. Just something right. that makes you smile. All right. That makes you happy. And you see it and then you just go, ah. That'd be my beautiful better half here. It does it to me every time. And you just go, ah, ah, and then ah, you sing from that place okay. or you begin to play. But you start from a place of up. Mm -hmm. And when you see Edward playing, it is relaxed, yes. engaged, upward flowing, a smile, a sense of, you see what I just did? I can't believe I just did that. Wasn't that fun? <laughs> a sense of discovery, yeah. a sense of joy. He's playing with joy. And we know that they were not always joyful times in his life. Oh, of course. We know because we're fans, we follow the We drama. follow, yeah. And we love through the difficult times because we love the artist. And we know we see now and we hope now that he's happy mm -hmm. and he has found some contentment and, and in his life and, and it feels uh, recognized. But it didn't matter. When you saw him on stage, that yep. wasn't an act. Everything was checked out the door. Over. That's right. He's Jimmy. That's right. Agreed. Agreed. Thick or thin. He was always, always smiling. And it was so infectious because it would hit us as fans in the audience. We'd smile back. It's that three, it's almost like this intravenous, uh, you know, fluid between back and forth. And we're all connected and we're excited. He gets it back. It's, it's just amazing.
It is for and sure. It's, it's interesting because there is tension in rock and roll, which is why I think people have a hard time being good at rock and roll at an older age. Sure. Because as you age, and I think also especially as you get success, um, a young person struggling to uh, prove themselves, mm-hmm. to make their mark, they want to go for it and show everybody that they're the best. Well, then you get recognition, you get money, and you start to calm down, and it becomes very difficult to maintain that because rock especially, it's why I think people end up being fusion players, mm-hmm. um, which I, I just have to be honest, I hope it never happens to me. It may, but I just hope it never happens to me. But it, it's rock, there is an innate tension. But when you see Edward play, you always just feel like it just looks so easy. And then you try to learn it. It's like, what and you think the heck? it's not easy at all. Yeah. Even simple, and I'm not talking about the soloing because no I rhythm. Gone there. Rhythm. I just the riffs. Yep. Just the riffs. Um. So that is my little bit about uh, Edward. So we were talking about Frankenstein's genre. Yeah. And I would encourage people, as I try to do. Ingrid Malmsteen, Frankenstein's genre. Mm-hmm. He certainly did. There's a mashup. Absolutely fantastic. It may not be your um, cup can of tea. Of worms. Yep. You know, I'm not going to say that I sit and listen to Ingve Monson all day long. You can take so much. I'll put on a song and go, wow. Exactly. You know, oh, the artistry, the, the technicality, the work that goes into being able to. And you watch him play. Yeah. His kick. Like butter. Like a butter, like a um, hummingbird. Yeah, there you go. That's a good analogy. Barely, barely moving. And then, so he mashed it up. These kids, I've been talking about them as much as possible. I believe it's pronounced Polythia. P-O-L-Y-P-H-I-A. Mm-hmm. Polythia or Polythia. Uh, Mike at Ibanez, who um, uh, does some arts relations and stuff like that. I had gone to the Ibanez custom shop to drop off the flower guitar. Mm-hmm. And um, I had sent them the Gucci era, and they were very sweet about that. And they did a refret on this. It's, a very, it's an old guitar. Mm-hmm. So I was very grateful to them. They were very gracious because the artisans there are... Um, world class. Oh, top notch. That's right. And when I visited, they they were you know working on you know Paul Gilbert's custom neck or something. Mm-hmm. So I felt so honored that they would take the time. So I was saying to Mike, who who's new? Who's what? What are the kids listening to? Turn me on to some tunes. Sure, some new stuff. And he said Polythia and Chon. Okay. Chon. Chon. John, John, John. John's not here. John. So I went back. I listened to Polyphia. They have a song called Lit. Yes, that's one you sent me the link to. What did you think of it? It was amazing. And they're young. They're young. (laughs) I know. They look like they should be busting it with Miley or something. I think they really are young. I know. They're like about four or five years older than my boy. Well, it's very hard to tell because also I Googled them and they've been around since 2010. How can that be? Yeah, that's true. They yeah, because they don't even like eight. They were ovum. <laughs> five years old. <laughs> While well, judging by they good, came how good out they of the are. womb. Sometimes that happens. But yeah, obviously Ibanez players and kind of some shred. There's a little bit of shred there, but very well executed. So they, I don't know the full tale. I've downloaded a couple of their albums and listened to them. There's. There's a variety of sound, and 
I, I've, I've followed some of the comments, you know, and so you learn a lot about perception of mm-hmm. people. How they comedy. react to it. And, and they, that, when I heard that song lit, I thought if all these kids did was this song, they should be put in some guitar hall of fame. I, I feel the same way about Steve Vai's song Blue Powder. Oh, I crazy. feel like if he had just retired right there after doing that song, yeah, done. And just great. Done. Thank you. You can retire forever. You know, lifetime millions of income. Yeah. Uh, as a thanks for this piece of, of again, a genre bending work. What is that song? Is it jazz? Is it rock? Is it neoclassical? It what is it? It's no. it's it's, it's its own universe. Didn't you tell me that was an audition? Was was that that was written as an audition? Carbon. For Carbon, okay. It was a demo, I believe, of the amplifier or a flexi disc. Yep, and that was in the Guitar Player magazine. It came, it came with that. And that just goes to speak, you know. You never know where a song will come from. I know. Because like at the I the Miku pedal, or someone says, "Hey, we need a demo for an amp." You could write an incredible piece of music. Sometimes it isn't, oh, I'm walking down the street and I hear a melody. I must you, yeah. get it out of me. Yeah. Sometimes it's that someone says, hey, you got to write a song. Yeah, you may not even like me. it. You might have, Or I book a gig. Yeah. I book a gig and I say, I've got to write a song. I, I was booked into a show with the Guitar Collective, mm-hmm. uh, which is um, Angel Vivaldi, Andy James, and Scale the Summit. These are like real shredders. Like sure. Really, and I was really intimidated. And I have my song Cat Jam. And then I have some tribute songs where I do some cover songs. We after Polyphia we have to talk about cover bands. Okay. Then, but I talked with um I had this gig to do um to do the guitar collective. And I thought I need something heavy. I need something wild. And I thought I heard I love this I heard these chords. <laughs> Over on top of it is tapping. I thought I love that. That and sounds so great. So I started to evolve the song, and it ended up being about um, the PBS painter Bob Ross. Oh, I love him. And I, there's all these samples of Bob Ross. Okay. And then when my band plays it, we have a video. And the drummer gets a click. Okay. And then the video syncs with the band. And so Bob Ross is painting. And I'm shredding with his painting. No way. And it's all about, I, God knows if I can ever publish this song because of the licensing. Right. Of course, I've made a dilemma for myself. But what I love about it is, um, again, you never know. Here was an obligation. Yeah. So what I say to people sometimes, just book the gig and then come up with stuff. Exactly. It's better to do that than have stuff and not have a gig. So I discovered Polyphia because of Mike at Ivanen. Okay. And I went and listened to the song Lit, and it was like sonic caffeine to me. It sent me OTT. I mean, I mean, when I listen to this song in public, I'm like jerking around like that. People think I'm having a seizure. <laughs> no, no, not to be funny. It's not funny. No, but, I know what you mean. But no. they really do stare at me because they're like, what's wrong with that hey, woman? Is she okay? We're going to get her some water? Yeah. Because it has that, it's, they're combining electronic music yeah. and guitars. Yes. And it's got that down, down, down. Yeah. Down, down, down. And um, I just think they're so fresh and original 
and you know I I just I'm just so I love that to me it's I and again I don't know everything and I'm still learning but it is one of the more original things I've heard on the guitar I mean the guitar is very uh legacy burden you know and we need it we need it what's that we do need it we need some new things on guitar and they're doing it. Um, they are doing it. So I'm, I'm, I'm a big fan. Everyone should check them out. Frankenstein in the genre, or like with my live show. Mm-hmm. So for instance, um, there's this whole question: What is Mrs. Smith? What, what is this? What am I seeing? What is this artist? Mm-hmm. I was sitting down with um, a very prominent company. Um, again, I, I can't. Of course, yep. yep. The, the, the ink is still drying. Still sat down with very prominent. Um, manufacturer and i said you know i know i don't have an album uh, i'm not touring i have an incredible band mm-hmm. and we have a standing gig at the cutting room in new york city um and my show what is it it's storytelling it's guitar playing but also i play the acoustic and sing um it's a, it's yes it's Jimi hendrix it's metallica it's funny videos it's a taylor swift song it's interactive comes the cat advice column segment it's everything it, it is it's it's not it's me that's right and so what i love is, is is they said we we just think it's cool we want to be a part of it um now i do believe i will release some original music it just it takes me so long to write these oh, songs of course because of all of my other obligations. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're. I know how busy you are. We talk a little bit, and you're busy from sun up to sun down. So I wanted to talk. How much time do we have? We got about. We, we got about. Fi- we're doing about 15 minutes. We'll jump over the chat again in a second. Make sure I haven't missed anybody. But, but uh, yeah, like I know your schedule is absolutely nuts, and uh, you you seem to handle it very very well. I try not to get lost in Facebook anymore. Yeah. Um, or Instagram and managing all of the accounts and I have help. Mm-hmm. The problem is my social media community manager is on Singapore time. And oh. so it's like when something, a red alert happens, he's dead asleep. Sure. But I wanted to talk about cover bands. Okay. And tribute bands. Because also we are we are talking about Van Halen and fans of Van Halen. Maybe there are some people out there who are they are part they are tribute artists. Oh it happens on here a lot. It does. And I did a post of a quote, and it was probably one of the most popular things I've ever posted. Okay. And it said, what's wrong with being in a cover band? The London Philharmonic is a cover band. Nice. And I was quite, actually I'm quite serious and passionate about this point, because I think, and and I don't think I'm saying anything that people in cover bands and tribute bands don't know already. I don't think they get the respect that they deserve. Okay. And I think people believe that it's innately better to write original material and that if you're not doing that. But I believe that keeping the legacy of this music alive is our cultural heritage. And the fact of the matter is, it's not the same sitting by yourself with your stereo at home alone. Mm -hmm. That's not how people want to hear this music. They want to be with their buddies, with their pals, rocking out singing loud you can sing out loud to the lyrics and join in with your friends and dance and have a night out now complicating that issue is the fact that many of these groups cannot execute this music of course they cannot i mean edward can Mm -hmm. but of course he's playing guitar but 
the vocalists cannot meet their obligation. That's right. And so, and and uh, there's no shade there. There's no judgment there. That is the nature of getting older. Mm -hmm. The pitches fall, but you can only down tune a guitar so much. Yeah. Yeah, to accommodate you the singer's range. You can't be out there tuned down to A flat and <laughs> to accommodate it. the singer. So they cannot, they cannot meet their obligation to the music. I think it's easier for some Come artists again. to age. Yeah, the Rolling Stones. It's not. It's kind of like lackadaisical music. I'm not saying it's easy to play, but it's not. This kind of music has so much tension and exertion. Mm -hmm. It's rock. So. These cover bands, some of them might be better than the originals as they are now. Yeah. Yeah. In the current and state. So you're, you're paying $500 to see the original in a huge stadium. Mm -hmm. Well, that's nice. You're supporting your favorite act. But let's be honest. There's going to be a lot of moments in that show where you go. Yeah. Was it worth 500 bucks? I'm not getting. I'm yeah. okay. I'm I'm kind of like pushing a lot towards the stage to kind of convince myself that this is great. Mm -hmm. Okay, it is great to be able to see them, but look, I mean, I've gone to see groups that I didn't see them in the glory days, but the people who saw them in the glory days were like, oh, this is just a reminder that I'm old now. And so, but the cover band, the tribute band, there they are. They're in a smaller club. It's yeah, affordable, intimate. It five bucks at the door. You know, you, you, a lot of families. You know, they can't afford. They have to pay babysitters. They got you know all that extra expenses is not that easy sometimes. And a lot of them are really, really good. I know. I agree with They're you. They're really, really good, and they really dedicate themselves to recreating the sound, the look, and to me, the look. Mm -hmm. You know, and that to me is a form of artistry of carrying on the tradition of, of celebrating the music in a ritualistic live fashion. Preserving a legacy. And another thing too, I mean, tell me if you agree on this. A lot of times, some of these places where people live, uh, I mean, anywhere, it could be any place in, in Canada, United States, anywhere in the world, some like the bands, and a lot of misconceptions, people say, well, how come Van Halen, or how come this band doesn't come to Australia? Or how come this band doesn't come over here? The band would love to come anywhere in the world to play for you. They love, they want to play any band, but it's whether the festival bookers book them. So in a lot of these small towns, cities, the, the bands won't come to there. So the tribute band to Band X will play in that small town. That's maybe the closest that you're ever going to get to see that real band. That's why they're popular too. And also some of these bands, for instance, um, uh, I know somebody who plays in the Pink Floyd mm -hmm. tribute band. Great. You're not going to get Pink Floyd together. No. Not, not with the guitar player. Nope. Who wants to see Pink Floyd without those guitar solos? I know. I it's know. Like, okay, well, I go to see the guitar player's version. I'm hearing the solos, but I don't hear the, the singer for those screechy songs on the wall mm -hmm. and vice versa. I don't want to see necessarily a guitar player replica with the real thing. And also the tribute band, they don't bring all that drama. These bands true. are loaded down with all these dramas that we've all had to live through with them. They're yeah. Out in public. Yeah. That's a good point. The, I, I don't know. These are just some of my news. <laughs> I like that. I like that. I, I've never thought about the drama that comes along with it too, because you know, the separate tour buses, the separate hotel rooms, you know, separate check-in IDs at hotels, you know, it's it's crazy. And so that's one thing. And that, that will come through in the music. It does, whether you want to or not. 
yeah. they, they may think that, oh, you know, you just put on the, the, you know, you put on the makeup like a clown and you go out and smile and they don't, they know it, it, music is your soul. So it's going to translate. If the band members are not making eye contact with each other on stage, how can they communicate musically? And then that becomes a very cynical exploitation of the fans, I think. I agree. You know, that, that does not seem right. I mean, I, 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 yes, I understand why they do it. I, at the level at which some of these groups are, it can't be for the money. No, because money is not, it, it can be rewarding for, in some cases, but for the most part, it's compensation for your love and your hard work that you put into it. Some sacrifices like your babysitting and your gas and your meals. They probably just love playing and yeah. they want to keep going. I mean, it also, it's important to know when to quit. Yeah. I, my piece of advice would I'd give to anyone because I've come from a tribute band and it was a Van Halen tribute band. If you're going to do it, and I'm not saying I did it 100% right because I didn't, not even close. But with the advice I'd give, if you're going to do it as opposed to being an original artist, go into that tribute band as if it's your own music. Give it as much as you would apply to your own music. Look the part, be the part, feel the part, own that part for that 45 minutes, 90 minutes, whatever you're on stage and walk up that stage, mingle with the crowd, go back and do that repeated in and out day and day, and you will be very good. I, I, I mean, we do, my band does do cover songs. Mm -hmm. Some of them are deconstructed. Uh, we do an ABBA song called Gimme, Gimme, Gimme in a Mr. Bungle style. Okay. Where one minute it's heavy metal. Because mm -hmm. Yngwie did this song. So um, Randy, the guitar player in my band, is incredible shredder. Uh, so we can do some really fun stuff together with our solos. But he's doing all the up hit, the sweeping, and then it goes like cocktail party jazz version, and then it's hard rock again, and then it becomes a tone, uh, then it becomes a tone poem, a tonal music. So we try to sort of upend and play with and reinterpret. But I also see myself sometimes as in the song stylist vein. So, for instance, Judy Garland, you know, took very traditional songs and made them her own. Certainly. You know, I mean, she didn't write her songs. Right. You know what I mean? Or Barbara Streisand would uh, sometimes a, a singer will sing someone else's song. Of course. So, but I also am slowly writing music. It happens so very slowly for me. And, uh, I struggle with writing vocal parts for myself. So I, I might bring on a collaborator. I'm not That'd be sure. nice. That'd be nice. Sometimes it can get very lonely. Of course. You know, yeah. You spend all the time with the guitar. I'll look forward to hearing some of that. That'd be fantastic. I know the fans will be really anxious too. We're going to wrap up in a minute, but I want to jump over to the chat in a second because I know there's a bunch of people. I just want to at least say hi to them. And I have to give okay. a little nod to you tonight as well, too. I have like 50 Van Halen t-shirts here in the house because obviously Van Halen store is a sponsor of the show. This wardrobe tonight is all for you. I wore the, the Smoking Baby 1984 because I know you like the 84 album. So the t-shirt tonight is just for you, okay? Thank you. All I right. love the 1984 album. Uh, there you go. That was just for you. I even told the better half here. I said, okay. I got so many shirts and it was all these shirts and it seems like I wear the same one all the time and I don't, I, I had to do something special for Mrs. Smith. So there we go. So let's jump back with the chat real quick. Uh, Mike Francis is here. Chris Jones saying, hello, everyone. Uh, Cutter Savage. What's up? Mark Taylor, humbucker lover from uh, guitar news network is here. My brother, Mac tech is here. Uh, and my brother is actually the, the person who taught me my very first chords house of the rising sun by, uh, believe it or not, was my first song I ever learned on guitar. Beautiful song. Yeah. 
Olympus videos. Hello, Eric and Mrs. Smith, Carlos Anton. Well, we're off to a great start, and I'm way behind in the chat, guys, and I really pre- I really apologize. Dan Wilhite, uh, Night Beats and enjoying the show. Uh, let me see. Floyd Rose says, so want uh, your axe, referring to the Frank and Gem. Thomas Santiago, hello, Eric and Mrs. Smith. Bain Rocks is loving this. Uh, hello, everyone in the chat from Thomas Santiago. Bresbo, um, Eric couldn't wait until tonight to see the cat lady. Uh, she wouldn't happen. She wouldn't have to be Steve Vai, would she? <laughs> there you go. There we West- go. There's like a bad I know. <laughs> Can't escape it. Uh, Zach Thong says, what's up, Eric and Mrs. Uh, Smith? A cool T-shirt. Bobby Clippers here saying hello to everyone. Uh, Bain Rocks loves the cat piano in the background. And I told you the story why he likes that one. Uh, the show he watches on YouTube. Um, and a Nightbeat saying, nope, she's Mrs. Smith. Bruce is saying, hello, EVH Gear TV. Yeah, bring out that cat piano. Let's go. You can play that while I go over this. Ready? Yes. I know I know what I'm going to play. Okay. Can you see it? <laughs> yes. Yes, we can. Wait. No way. <laughs> oh my god! Never, never has that been done on this show. Un- unchanged. Well, I have to fulfill my obligations. That okay? That was wicked. That was wicked. I'm gonna get you to do a show ID for me later, and that's gonna. You have to do that. Hey, this is Mrs. Smith. You're watching EVH Care TV and Channel Channel Unchained on a cat piano. <laughs> Wait, I'll turn off the phaser. And I'll turn on the um the special effect. All right. Oh wait, I keep pulling the um I need a longer ear. Yeah. There you go. That is wicked. That was a real treat for the fans for sure. <laughs> That's totally awesome. Don Shepardson, good day, gang. Uh, Blimpus videos saying, Miss Barba, uh, Mrs. Smith, get closer to the microphone. Yeah, we had some issues with audio, and I was trying to crank her up a little bit from my end, but we're good. Uh, thank you, Nightbeat. Appreciate that. And Nightbeat, nice to have you here. Uh, let me see here. Floyd Rose, uh, Rose's Rock. Uh, Brad saying, hey, all dirty apes, Mrs. Smith, what gauge and brand of strings do you use, and what tuning and picks? That's a good question. Oh, I use D'Addario 9s, um, except for sometimes I have a Telecaster that's tuned down. So 10s? Um, so I use, yeah, heavier for that. And um, picks, I don't know. I, don't, I change them up. Somebody sent me some picks that are they're made of rocks. But okay. I haven't tried them yet. Okay. So I'm open. I tried a bunch at NAM. Mm-hmm. It's really hard to know with picks. It's, it doesn't happen immediately. You have to spend some time with them. Yeah, and then everyone's saying get bigger ones or thicker ones and then i never have time to really work with them you know, I know. so i i use fender just me uh heavy yeah okay that's good 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 answer that's the thing you can't just grab a pick and say this is the one for sure even if you think it is once you spent an hour or two with it then your mind may change for the better or the worse that's um right. uh let me see here let's do rocks as i'm totally transfixed i love you mrs smith uh <laughs> lao ketchum uh let me see here 
Uh, Night Beats. Let me see. I got the him already. Max Raiders here. Don Shepard. Max Raider. Trying to get to anyone I might have missed. Carlos Santon. Does Mrs. Smith have any good casserole recipes uh, from the Evil Ladies Club? And does she prefer Floyd's on her guitars? I, I think I probably know the answer to the Floyd, but how about the casserole? Don't ask me to ask the personal chef. I'm sorry. Okay, I, no problem. No problem. Yeah, but as for Floyd Rose's, yes. Yes. Now, this is Ibanez, Floyd Rose. This is a gote. A gota. Yep. Goto. Gota. Yeah. Yeah. Gota. Um I'm you know, there I I have thought of maybe doing without. I can't decide. Yeah. It's certainly it's different when you go to play a guitar that doesn't have a Floyd after playing them all the time. You feel like you're you're missing your pants or something. But I also wonder a little bit if I need to kind of um, break free, throw, throw past it or something, or if I'm grabbing onto it. To, yeah, as a crutch. If, if it would make me do other things. Yeah, it could. But be. people love I do my lioness roar. So I've seen you do that I, one on the street. That is pretty scary. And some kids will step back and <laughs> That's pretty scary. Yeah. That again, our goddess gave birth to your god. I mean, that's that archetype. And protest the hero knew it. I agree. Uh Miranda Becker says, uh, this is Jamie's girlfriend here. He's at a venue doing soundcheck. Mrs. Smith, I will marry you one day. That's from Jamie. <laughs> I love I've had fourteen marriages, I've had enough. I I Less bet. I bet. Uh, Dan Wilhite says, I want a Miku pedal. He says, they're out of production. Some eBay sellers are asking some crazy high prices for them. And Mrs. Smith, can you hook up? Uh, can you, ho- uh, Mrs. Smith can hook you up. Contact her. That's from Nightbeat. Uh, how was Nam? So we got it. Yeah, we got a bit of a, um, rundown on Nam for fantastic from Mrs. Smith. Um, and actually, yeah, a Mac tech, my brother's asking if that's a designer screw. It's kind of just kind of like over the, the hardware store kind of copy of Eddie's right for the eye hooks. That's right. Yep. That's yep. right. That's 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 Nick Townsend did that. Yep. Perfect. Yeah. Now I will say we moved this. He he moved this. And that's awesome, by the way. So the I the Ibanez has it on the side. Yeah. Somewhere here. Yep. Right down there. Right. To, to be but authentic, he moved Daddy. Moved to the front, and I love it. I love it. Mm-hmm. Now I will say that I believe that that Mr. Steve was right to move it here because this does get in the way of the Wanny bar. It does. Yep. Not not too bad, but it's just it's a lot here. Mm-hmm. But I love how it looks. It does. It looks more authentic to Eddie. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Um, Mike Smith says, uh, or I just lost it. Or Mike Francis says, uh, did you exclusively play Ibanez or the other guitar brands that you like as well? Let's let's take a moment here because this was one of the last things I wanted to wrap up with you. Anyways, are there any other companies like you've mentioned, Mezzabarba there and Ibanez? Um, and I know there's some deals that you're working on that we can't disclose it. But is there any other companies you'd just like to say hi and thank you for your, the support? Well, Eventide sent me the H9. Mm-hmm. It's quite something. It's very complicated and interesting. Um, and then also um, uh, Lust for Tone. They handmade these pickups, which are terrific. And um, uh, Nick Townsend said he believed they were the, some of the best pickups he's ever heard. Nice. Ever heard. So check out Lust for Tone. Lust for Tone. And then I also, um, Mad Hatter. Guitar products. I know about them. We're kind enough to put um, special magical wires, um, which my shaman said did clear very real in a real way. Cleared some evil from my guitar, oh, nice. the flower guitar. Okay. And then I believe that they're they're in this as well. And then th- this is their kill switch. Gotcha. Mad Hatter. 
Okay. Um, so they're they're really great and they're sweet guys and they make really really great stuff. And I think for now that's it. The only other thing I would say is that for anyone in the New York area, I do have a show at the Cutting Room Wednesday this Wednesday February twenty eighth. Okay, good. The full band show. And um, come on out and check it out. Doors are at six. Joe's at seven, so it's early. That'd be and nice. Like I said, it's it's everything from Metallica to Van Halen to Jimi Hendrix to ABBA, Taylor Swift. Wow. There's something for everybody in this show. I wonder if you even have some Adele. I watched some of your Adele videos today, by the way. Yes, we did do Hello okay. once, um, and it went over quite well. I'll we'll bet probably it would. bring that one back. We changed up the show. Oh, of course. That's nice good. You have to. list. We're opening with a Prince song. I won't say which one. Nice. Love Prince to death. A lot of people here on the show do. They really oh, do. do. Last, few, last few comments over here. Jason Sedites is saying, uh, hey, Eric and Mrs. Smith. Nicholas Guitarist is here. Uh, Josh Bernadine said, Mrs. Smith is brilliant. Uh, Zeddy EB5150 says, I love the guitar. Uh, Eric, this is awesome from Zach Thong. Single Core Lover is here saying, great show, Eric. Um, let me see here. Scroll down a little bit more. Russell Tabor is here saying, hey, Eric and Mrs. Smith. Uh, same thing again from Michael Madej. I think I'm, if I, hopefully I'm pronouncing it right. There you go, Nicholas Guitars. That's it now. Mrs. Smith is ready for a Helix now. Nicholas Guitars is here. I'm ready for a Helix. Yes, we got to talk to the the Line Six people for you. I think you would really, really like them. Uh, we've been. I pl- filled out their application today. Good, fantastic. No, I love these pedals. I also love TC Electronics. They made this uh, Flashback Two, which I use. It simulates Carlisle in the live show. Oh, nice. I with Carlisle. <laughs> this is something that I stole from Jimi Hendrix. Okay. He's singing along. So what you do is... Creepy. It did. Yeah. I put the flashback two on, and it's got these crystal sounds. But I have to tell you, I've got a de- I've got all these pedals, and flying with them. It's a pain. First of all, it terrifies the agent because they look in your suitcase and they see cables and these metal boxes. All kinds of them. The eventide looks like, you know, it's gonna have a countdown on it. Well, I heard the story and, about you clearing out your building, having, you know, kind of like the Secret Service and security come by because you thought you had a mis- uh, suspicious package arrive at your house. <laughs> so you have to be careful, like, what books you're reading. Yeah. You know I mean? It's like if you're reading, like, so I, 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 do I love the pedals? I don't, I don't love them. They I work mean, for I you. Have them. They work for you. I, I do have to say, a lot of people you probably look at my pedal board and I use all these boss things, but you know, design wise, that big pedal, the big thing, that it's your full foot. Yeah, are you talking about the watt pedal? No, just the the whole pedal. You the delay pedal, any of their pedals. Oh yeah, a big press. Yeah, the whole pedal is the press on. Yeah. Versus some of the pedals, it's a little button. Oh yeah, exactly. I know what you're saying. Yeah, of course. And you're aiming for it with your foot while singing and high heels and playing guitar and high heels. Yeah. <laughs> And and, and 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 while trying to be witty and trying to and also keeping in mind what's the audience doing? Are they leaving? Yeah. Is the um is the is the drummer mad at me? You know what is the guitar player thinking? Why is the keyboard player looking at me with a blank expression? Oh, and while I do that and play and spin, I'm going to aim with a little foot for a little button. 
Yeah, that's one thing Boss has got right for sure. Other things too, but yeah, you cannot go wrong. It's either on or it's off. There's no in-between. There's no, okay, did I hit it? You did. Now, as we said, I have not been able to explore the stereo, the triplicate amplifier, the, mm -hmm. the Edward's brilliant live setup. Wet, dry, wet. I do wet. know someone who did sound for him. Mm -hmm. And I'm fascinated by this idea. I'm fascinated with the idea of stereo delay. Oh, you're going to be in a whole um, new world. I want to explore... However, often with these shows, you've got a loading clip, you don't have a lot of sound check, yep. you know, and then there's an act after you. So with all those pedals and plugging in the pedal power and all the cables and the head, the weight of it all, mm -hmm. I just, you know, Looking for and then sometimes I'm going off to do a gig somewhere, uh, you know, like I, I'm going out to East Milford, you know, in Connecticut to mm -hmm. do it in a little bar. Yeah. And I can't bring even an amplifier. Yeah. So let's talk. Yeah. Talk. I'll share some information with you for sure. Frank McNeil says, this is way cool. She puts the church lady to the shame. Much uh, much hotter, too. And then he puts, because of the guitar, of course, don't want to get struck by lightning. <laughs> I like that one. That's good, Frank. I like that. Um, I won't let to be your aunt. <laughs> Mike Bledsoe says, will you be touring? Are you beginning, through 2018, other than uh, like the, the club gigs, are you doing any tours or anything that you can mention at this point? We have a big gig in the works in New York City that I can't talk about. I have another gig, again, in the works with a prominent presenter in the guitar world. Um, I have some clinics in the works. Um, Meza Barba is working on some international opportunities. Mm -hmm. I believe I will go back to L.A. And then we're also, you know, in the process of, continuing to create the video content. People want lessons. They want advice columns. And so, you know, do check out my Instagram, Smith Cat Mrs. Smith Cat MRS. I have you down check in the out description. My, check out my Facebook. I'm less excited about Facebook these days. It's yep. kind of horrible. But And then also um, my YouTube, The World of Mrs. Smith. I mean, I think YouTube is really where I'm going to be focusing on. That you're probably best there, and I have all three of those links down below too. And I do think your YouTube is probably the the best go to resource. the The yeah. Instagram is fun to check you out while you're in the checkout at a grocery store or something. But YouTube is where they're going to be, <coughs> excuse me, spending some time and hanging out for sure. I agree. Well, you're great with YouTube, so I would love for you to peruse my channel. And oh, I've been on there. I've, your I've been on there all day today. In between, ah. a few, yeah, so trust me. Whenever I have a guest on the show, I spend a lot of time in their world. So I've already subscribed, and I do recommend people subscribe for sure. Um, Jay's Tacos Guitar says, Mrs. Smith, would you say there's a sense of graduating from Vi to EVH? He says, nothing against Vi, but EVH is a breath of fresh air after being so Vi for so long. I would never say graduate. I would okay. never say graduate. Um, I think that you, I, I think that you, I, I don't know what it was. There was something in me where I was suddenly possessed with an interest in this, in his playing. And I couldn't stop listening to it. I think it was the groove. I think it was the boogie woogie. And I think it was the rock and roll in him. And then when the guitar was made, this was a, as, again, a, it was a vision that mm -hmm. then turned into a kind of stunt, a kind of joke. Yeah. But to see the response to this guitar at now, yes, people were transfixed by it and they were inspired. And I, anyone who, if I run into people and I have it, I let them play it. I want people to enjoy it. Of course. Um, 
it did it did inspire me um, a little bit with the rock and roll. We we added a, a Van Halen song to the show. Okay. I mean, every time we've always done a bit where I do I, I go into Norway, we do a Metallica song, I come out of it with a um, Voodoo Child and then a drone solo over E, and so I'm playing. <laughs> stuff in E okay. and I always end with and then the audience knows what's coming and then I play now I know I'm not playing it in the right key of course no I know down, and I no, don't have good. the D thing because I don't have it but yeah but and then the drummer comes in dun, 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 and then you hear the audience they start to go totally mad, and then I come back. I come in with it. Unchained, and nothing stays the same. Unchained, and they're like, <gasps> and then we only do the chorus, <laughs> and then we go boom right into the band solo. Yeah, and it's an electric moment in the I'll show, and it's an EVH moment. There you go, there you and go. they remember that. That is absolutely fantastic. Uh, last piece of advice uh, Black Corvo says if you want to check out some cool new music I recommend you look up Just Fern a great modern punk artist Eamon Wise says Mrs. Smith you're one of the most active live guests Erica's had I think breaking off every now and then to play is a good thing that's a good thing yes Eamon we'll do that more often for sure and Bresbo says this is so funny Erica I'm laughing so hard tell the cat lady hi for me and I just did for sure um uh, this is really good John Cobble you have an absolutely gorgeous vibrato he says Fantastic. Oh, um, is that This is cool too. Kimbler says, putting the EVH stripe design on the Ibanez is a stroke of great taste, a double homage. Um, and this is a good question. We can probably wrap up with this. From Carlo, my friend in Canada here says, Carlo Santos says, Mrs. Smith, why didn't your husband pay the ransom and where is he now? Is he, he's not ground up in ground beef and distributed amongst countries or anything, is he? Well, Patty Hearst completely sold my moment. And it's all to say that I think that she cast a shadow over my story, where somehow people believe that I had perhaps architected this kidnapping. <laughs> when there were signs to point that perhaps he had. And so when I came back, there was a disavowal. When I came back, there were charges. When I came back, there were there was international questions to be answered. Mm -hmm. Interpol. There were people asking very. I was put in a room, okay? I was almost put in a rubber room. Yeah. And I often feel like I'm in a rubber room. So he, you know, that became the perfect way for him to absolutely evade. And then, of course, came, you know, came the papers. And I, I signed them with, with a blom. Of course. Well, there is there is a story. We're gonna wrap up here in a second, guys. We're giving we okay. gave you, we gave you two hours tonight, folks. You got a real bonus tonight. And two hours? Yes, almost. And uh, we couldn't have had a better guest to go two hours for sure. And you know what? I always like to do here on the show. I mean, I could go three hours, four hours, as long as it's not past your bedtime. But I always like it when people want more. So there's gonna be an open invitation for you to come on the show anytime you want. And I, will, I know the fans would love to have you as well, too. Robert Baker's here in the house. So just watch his live show. You must know Robert Baker. And if you don't know Robert Baker, he was yes, at NAMM. Yes, of course. Hello, Robert, darling. Yeah. He's all over NAMM. He's all over the place. He's phenomenal. Got to see his live show tonight just before mine, which was cool. He was trying out a new Dan Electro guitar, which was very beautiful. Sounding nice with the lipstick pickups. I won't be able to get a chance to get to everybody now in the bottom of the chat. I just want to thank everyone for coming and hanging out with the two of us. Thank um, you. 
I knew we were in for a treat tonight, and it was I knew it was going to be a little different than the normal show because we have a little bit of uh, comedy and some shtick and some Van Halen and some Steve Vai and everything. It all goes so nice when you mix it into a nice big stew. So I want to thank you graciously from the bottom of my heart for uh, coming in and warming up everyone's weekend, wishing you the sincerest best in everything you do. And uh, you're kicking our butts, and none of us are ashamed of it. We like to watch and learn, and uh, by all means... Please keep in touch. I'll be in touch with you to share some email contacts with you as well. And uh, just tell us what's next for 2018 as we wrap up. What are you looking forward to uh, as we get into spring and some of the nicer weather coming up? I'm doing some writing. Good. For something quite big. Okay. That I'm excited about. Okay, that is really we'll good. <laughs> and hopefully hopefully, we in the coming months you can share some, some uh, uh, updates on that with us and maybe we can celebrate with you. That would be great. We'll keep our fingers crossed. Well, thank you so much for having me on here. This is uh, an unexpected invitation and an absolute pleasure and opportunity for me to meditate on this topic and on these topics. So I really appreciate it. No problem. It's nice and relaxed. We're just hanging out. We're chatting in our living rooms. Exactly. That's right. Listen, that's fantastic. I'm going to say goodbye to you off the air. So hang on for about 10, 15, 20 seconds. Everyone over in the chat, thank you so very much. And I do kind of... Bye, EDH gear. What a send-off. <laughs> Come back at 2 o'clock on this Sunday, Sunday 2 o'clock at Eastern Standard Time, 2 p.m. Rich Antonelli from the Rocker Dad Podcast and Bond Jersey Tribute Band is coming on the show. We're going to be talking about a lot of Line 6 stuff, a lot of guitar, a lot of Van Halen, and just going to have some fun as a doubleheader weekend on EVH Gear TV. Contest coming very soon and some great giveaways as well, too, so watch for an announcement on that. And thank you so very much. I'm going to say goodbye to you off the air, so don't go away. Everyone, you rock. Thank you so very much. Talk to you real soon. Cheers. Hey, EVH Gear TV and Eddie Van Halen fans. If you are like me, you find the time to read books difficult. Why not have it read to you? Grab one of three critically acclaimed Van Halen audiobooks like Van Halen Rising by Greg Renoff, Running with the Devil by Noel Monk, or Everybody Wants Some by Ian Christie, available right now from Audible. Sign up for a free trial with zero obligation to get any one of these three audiobooks today. You can cancel if you wish after your trial membership expires and keep the book. There are many other great titles to choose from as well. Links in the description below, but just remember audibletrial.com slash TV. Click the link below and go grab your first free audiobook. Thank you for listening to this edition of EVH Gear TV. This episode is being brought to you in part by VanHalenStore.com. Shop VanHalenStore.com for the largest selection of official Van Halen merchandise and memorabilia. Be sure to check out our website at evhgeardiscussion.com for more updates and follow us on social media.